Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Can I just say that I would like to formally change Albert's name from Albert the Bastard to Albert the Fixer? Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And who's this on the other end flipping their fucking pages? Um, I'm her sister Jenny born in 1974. I hear you flipping. Okay, I just got to get to the right page. I can't, guys, I can't with her. You work in tech and you take notes on it's a just because it's it's hard to I don't know I just okay. yeah I guess I could start typing them whatever I'm usually watching some weird places and shit I feel like I'd have to be at a computer watching it all the time if I if only you had like a portable computer what do they call those things yeah but a lot of times I'm watching it on that <laughs> like I don't I don't have a big TV well I do now I actually mm-hmm, have a TV now mm-hmm. I don't but I never care. had like a TV I was watching it on my computer I don't care how you take your notes just get the page flipping under control. All right, right. whatever. Jenny, any news today? I'm so hungover that I feel like my soul is thin. (laughs) But besides that, everything's great. Your soul soul is thin? Yes. Okay. Wispy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had so much fun doing our Halloween stuff. And I would like to give a big shout out to the Mimi. Who is suggesting Gremlins for our Christmas movie? Uh, did we have a fight about this last yes, year? Yes, we did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I told her some bitch didn't want to do it because <laughs> she thought she thought Gremlins was not a Christmas movie, even though it takes place at Christmas. I believe he gets the the Gremlin for Christmas. Well, that's what we have to decide: is what is the definition of a Christmas movie? Does it have to? be about christmas or does it just have to take place at that time I like think, die hard's not a christmas movie i think it just has to take place at that time because like the only thing really... in die hard that was related to christmas is like it was a christmas party that there was the murders rampage at like are we really gonna just cover movies that deal with christmas as a plot then we're gonna have to cover like <laughs> polar express and shit well okay so i feel like national lampoons was about christmas it was but that's that's an edge case no, okay. no, 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 okay. no, that's not correct. Right. Jen, I would like to say up top, Eliza Jane's name is Lucy Lee Flippin. Is it? And I love it. Wow. Lucy cool. Lee Flippin. 
Do you got an accident Amazing. in the background? Fire? Oh, always. <laughs> oh, like oh, like 24-7. Jenny just is coming to you from the closet in the hospital. <laughs> Jenny's broadcasting from the emergency room. Okay. Yes. Jen, today we're covering Little House on the Prairie, Season 6, Episode 3, The Family Tree. The description reads, Albert finds himself unsure of his identity when Mrs. Wilder, Miss Wilder, sorry, assigns the students a family tree project. The trouble is, just as the Ingalls are getting ready to adopt him officially, Albert's long-estranged biological father shows up and demands custody of him. Did the father look familiar to you? He kind of, he did. Do you remember the the episode to run and hide when Doc Baker kills Stanley Novak? Yes. That was Stanley Novak. Was it? Yes, and I take back everything I said about him being cute and sweet and adorable. Yeah. You liked him. He was a monster in this one. Yeah. Okay. I thought he looked familiar. Every time I see a rando, I'm like, what other ten characters did he play in previous seasons? <laughs> okay, Jen, so we open on a schoolyard. Eliza Jane is ringing the school bell, and Nellie is watching from the porch of her restaurant. Nellie, still really involved in school, even though she's not there. This is written, this is directed by Claxton, written by Vince, someone, new writer. Oh, it's not Blanche... Although she adopted the books for television. Oh. She's done all oh, that. But okay. there's writers. Are you just catching on to that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Inside, Eliza Jane announces they're going to start a new project, building a family tree and exploring genealogy, which is something I'm really into. Yeah, I feel like we all did this in mm-hmm. school at some point in time. So Eliza Jane shows them her family tree, which looks sketch, I wrote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was happening there? It felt like there wasn't enough branches. <laughs> yes. When your when your family tree is one solid trunk, there's a problem. <laughs> so they all have to make theirs and bring them in, and immediately Albert does not look happy, and the Casio keyboard is getting fired up off screen. <laughs> and Laura not reading the room again. Nope. Like Albert's like clearly upset about this. He's having flashbacks to being in jail. He has acid trip flashbacks to being institutionalized. <laughs> okay. After school, Laura wants to get right home and start the project. But Albert, like, is clearly not into this. No. And he makes up some lame excuse and bails. Well, to be fair, they have three weeks. And Lauren, Laura's like, I want to do this now. Yes. She is. She's excited. Okay. So, Charles, now we see in, in a storyline, in a subplot that no one wanted. Why do we even need this? No one needs... It's not even no. tangentially related. I like, always kept waiting for it to go somewhere, and it never really did. Why are you not giving us a subplot of, like, Nellie trying to run the restaurant for herself or Carolyn working for Nellie at the restaurant? Like, build on a previous episode. Yeah, this was so random. So Charles rides into town, and he's delivering a load to Nels, and it's from Feldman Plumbing. Nels is like, what are you talking about? I didn't order this bullshit. Nels picks it up and it's copper piping and he's like ever since we got back from Monoka Harriet has been after me to build a water closet and it looks like she's gone ahead and ordered the parts again no one gives no pun intended a shit about this (laughs) yes so Albert and some rando are fishing Simon oh the rando is Simon yeah I have that Simon starts riffing on Eliza Jane (laughs) oh He's like, she gives us too much homework. He's like, I hate this bitch. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, do my students talk about me like this? Oh, yes. Yes, they do. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
So Simon tells Albert he's lucky because he's a bastard and he doesn't have to do the homework. <laughs> just real, wow, Simon. Wow. Woof. That is that is insensitive. In a baller move, Albert rages at Simon, throws him in the pond, and starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> that was pretty good. As they're fighting, Simon's dad shows up and is like, um what's going on here <laughs> yeah and then and then he starts paddling albert and he has a no he starts paddling flashback. simon oh that's what i meant although in this show you never know people give permission to get their kids paddled by other people all the time true good point um so simon's dad's beating the shit out of him against a tree <laughs> i don't mean to laugh <laughs> why are you laughing at that why did we do this? Like, was this a thing in the 70s? Probably. Oh, my God. It's no... Jenny, oh, I forgot to start with this off the top. I'm going to insert it here. Okay. Further proof that mom does not listen to the podcast. Oh, there we go. Okay? Episode two. Um, mom says to me yesterday something about trusting somebody. I said, well, mom, I'm a Gen Xer. I trust no one. Mm-hmm. She goes, what does that mean? Oh, I'm boy. like, well, that's like the Gen X model. We don't trust anyone. She goes, what do you mean? Explain that. Oh, my God. What? Like, okay. Have you not listened to one episode of no. our podcast? She, she definitely hasn't. Because <laughs> I think that was like the first why. I think we do that why <laughs> 10 times in, in the first 10 weeks. This is why we don't trust anyone. This is why we don't trust the system. This is why we don't trust the government. Trust no one. Trust, yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. And see, I'm burying this deep in this episode because I know she won't listen. Mom, if you're listening, call Amy right now and tell her that you heard no, this. No, don't, Mom. All right. So Albert's standing there, Jen, and he's stunned that this is happening. But then he has a flashback to getting his knuckles hit with a ruler. Now, I want to address something here. Albert is not much younger in these flashbacks, Correct. Correct. He looks the same age. I mean, you think they're going to be that accurate about that? But yet they seem like repressed memories. Yeah. That are coming up when prompted. It's when he was in the orphanage, which was right before we met him in Winoka. So how, like, he, uh, not enough time has passed that he would repress these. I don't know if it's a repressed memory. I, got, I, I think he's just impression. having a dramatic flashback. <laughs> I just have he has a dramatic flashback and runs away a la Laura style. He does run away a la Laura style. So I just wrote, Claxton, do better. Something's not adding up here. Like, I think it would have been really powerful if they had a young actor play him. Like, grab grab uh, Alex Vincent from Child's Play, Andy. Grab okay. him. <laughs> Get a stunt double. Bring him in. Have him piss all over some trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not this again. <laughs> Guys, if you've not heard Child's Play on our Patreon, Andy pisses on some trash. Amy can't get past it. Can't get past it. The funniest thing I ever heard. Can't get past it. Or I ever saw, I mean. Okay. So, back at home, Albert is taking a bath in the drama barn when Pa comes in and calls him unenthusiastic about bathing. Well, we get this this whole scene on Albert's bath like why do we it was way too long of a scene and then he's just sitting there like staring like we're just watching that for like what felt like five minutes 
Jen, I was here was for weird. it for only one reason. Ew. There was a gorgeous clawfoot tub in that scene. Okay. Guys, I'm all about a good clawfoot tub. I have one. I love okay. it. But I wrote, this is like a bath slash waterboarding event. Yes. So he's flashing back to his, I don't know, institution. And the dude and some, like, woman are screaming, pray to the Lord or something. And, oh, my God. And, like, baptizing him slash waterboarding him in the tub. Oh. And yeah. they're scrubbing him. <laughs> like, it's bad. It's just real it's bad. Real, real bad. Real bad. <laughs> All right. Now we're back to the Olsons. And Nels has installed the water closet. Harriet is super I, excited. So I just, ha- I just have that. I feel like building a toilet is really hard. And we, yeah. we, we discover later, yes, yes, that's true. But I don't understand, <laughs> like, just looking at this as an English major, thematically, these two things do not intertwine in any I have no way. Idea. Like, did they get, I don't know, did they get sponsored by, like, a toilet company that they had to, like, work this into the plot? I don't know. I don't know. Like. It's just so random. A sub- I think it's supposed to be, I think, like, later they use it for comedy. Like, an interesting subplot would have been to see Willie Olson working on history. Right. That would have tied into the plot somehow. But no, we have Nell trying to build a toilet, which is really hard to do. So then Harriet pulls the flush handle and gets soaked. Okay. And she's like, I love this. It's like a throne. If I sit here, I'm going to feel like Queen Victoria. Like, okay, we don't need to know about you shitting. No. This is so weird. In town, Albert and Laura are working on their class project. They're just minding their own goddamn business. They're sitting in the middle of town like you do, just doing some schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nellie, the fucking troll, comes over. And she is like, it must be hard to track down all your ancestors in the forest. <laughs> and then she's like, the Olsen family goes back to royalty. We all had names and titles. And Laura's like, Nero? And Ivan the Terrible? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty, that was good. pretty good burn, I thought. Nellie is going Nellie's going to help Willie make an awesome chart. And she takes the time to remind Albert, who doesn't have a family, that he's a bastard and doesn't have a family. Albert would kill for 23 and me right now. <laughs> Jenny, were kids this mean to each other? Yes. I'm yeah. telling you right now, guys, come at me in the Mimi B group on Facebook if you have young children. I do not see this in my children. Like, I don't see this in their school, in their friend group. I just don't Thank see God. it. I think they've gotten so much better. Like, I, Really? I, I hope that's true. I think cyberbullying is a thing now. Yeah. So it's more anonymous. It, they're less direct. Yeah. Yeah. Like We were pretty direct. <laughs> yeah. Like subtweeting and stuff is, is a thing. Whereas, yeah, you used to just look at somebody and say, oh, sorry, you don't have a fucking family, loser. <laughs> Holy shit. And just call people a nerd and stuff, yeah. There's this whole um, piece that, not a not a great hero, Louis C.K., does on Conan one time, where he talks about social media and the problems with it. And this is one of them. He's like, you used to look somebody in the face and you would say, you're fat. And then their face would contort into, like, a painful, sad look. And then you would feel, like, remorse yeah. for saying that. That's gone. Yep. Now you could just say it anonymously. So you're mm-hmm. right. I guess it just changed. Okay. So later that night, Albert has a dream, and he's soaking wet. 
We get a little of his backstory. We do. He has a dream about a family coming to adopt him. And the headmaster says, we have no idea who this kid's family is. He was left on our doorstep. I don't know. His parents may have been deranged. Deranged. We don't know. Or sickly. Or sickly. And the woman's like, oh, no thanks. (laughs) So then he wakes up screaming and he looks like he just went swimming. Mm -hmm. He's that wet. Jenny, have you ever, like, sweated that much in your sleep? Um, yeah, recently, because my air conditioning doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a great air conditioning setup. I have to get that redone. So, like, when it was, like, 90 degrees. Thought maybe you were sweating out the toxins, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, that'll be tonight. Mm -hmm. So, Pa comes upstairs, and he's like, what's going on here? Now, keep in mind, these people all sleep in one room, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. So everyone's heard this. So Pa comes up, tucks him back in, puts him to fucking bed. All right. The next. They still have that damn curtain. Yeah, they do. The next morning, Pa, an adorable bandit, head out oh, to the God. drama barn. Albert is sitting in the perch. That's what I call that. I don't know what it is. The loft. The loft, maybe the perch. He's moping, Jen. Moping. Mm-hmm. Moping. Once again, we have the I'm not your real son talk. Mm-hmm. We've gone through this before. Mm-hmm. Like, how many existential crises is Albert going to have? <laughs> it's like all of season five. So he's like, I'm just not your kid. And Albert asks right. Charles, like, would you be willing to adopt me? And Charles is like, oh, I didn't realize we had to do this legally. Like, Well, and I wondered, and I don't know, I didn't do any research on it, but like, was adoption because adoption's expensive now like was it expensive then jen they had nothing i write about this later nothing is set in stone everything's a moving target in malleable i mean they don't have birth certificates they just take people's no. word for shit charles could just be like i had this kid he's mine yeah that's i don't true. know possessions nine tenths of law <laughs> i don't know he has the kid like, who knows? It's just so loosey-goosey and Wild West. I could never live in this environment. So Charles is like, oh, I didn't realize we had to do this legally. Yeah. Um, sorry, my fault. My bad. <laughs> he basically does it my bad. Yeah. He's like, we'll do something about this tomorrow. Apparently yeah. he doesn't have to work. Okay. He, apparently he never works. I mean, I guess, I mean, he's a farmer. But it always seems like it's summer. And he. I feel like farmers are like... At this time, would be in the field all day long. Yeah, all day. Charles, you're slacking. So the next day they head to the county seat. Is it Mankato? I don't know. No, it's somewhere else. I forget where. So it's a courthouse. And Charles and and Carolyn are with Albert. And they walk in and they're like, we want to adopt this kid right now, today. Did you notice when they're in the courtroom, the lighting is super weird. It's like... It's very strange. It's like they went down to like some cafeteria in a building and like recorded it. It's very strange. But they're like, we just want to do this right now. Like, can we do this today? Judge Adams is like, yeah, it doesn't work like that, dude. Like, mm -mm." so he said, he starts asking them how they got Albert. And Charles is like, look, we just kind of took him. He was on the street when we picked mm-hmm. him up and put him in our wagon. Jay, now this reminds me of the story. <laughs> like a coffee table. This reminds me of the story of when we kidnapped Tig. Yes. yes. We did kidnap that cat. So we lived in an apartment building when we were growing up. And when we bought our house, we stole the cat from the apartment building. So there was this cat <laughs> who belonged to these neighbors who were terrible to him. They would throw him off the porch, like the second story porch. Yeah, they were bad. They were just scumbags. 
and um, my mother just scooped them up and put them in the car the day yeah, we were moving. Just took them. Just, we just, just took, took them. them. <laughs> so, so if you think your cat ran away, maybe it didn't. So we find out that Albert was in the Dakota Orphanage, so he's technically a ward of theirs. That doesn't make sense, unless it was different at this time. Like, wouldn't he just be a ward of the state? But this is what I'm saying. Couldn't they just say anything? Yes. Charles yeah. could have said, my sister, this is my sister's kid. She died. Yeah. They can't yep. prove anything. <laughs> this drives <laughs> they me could bananas. They not prove anything in those days. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So Judge Adams says he has to contact the Dakota Orphanage to get their permission. And he gives the Ingalls the adoption application, gets to work. He's like, we need at least a few days here. Meanwhile, in the storyline that has zero points... <sighs> Nels shows up at the blind school to use their water closet. Hester, Sue, and Mary berate him until he admits he just needs to look at it to see what he's doing wrong. And I wrote, Jen, it's the 19th century version of YouTube. Yeah. Like, if I had to yeah. hook up a water closet, I would look on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, in this day, you just drove somewhere. But again, and actually, there's a show that illustrates this perfectly. Although they're building a toilet, not just assembling it, is the Great Pottery Throwdown. Mm. So good, but like often in many seasons, there's a challenge where they have to build a toilet. Oh, okay. Which is not easy to do, and it has to work. Okay. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. So back at Ingalls, Laura is starting the family tree, and they ask Pa, who's older, Grandma Ingalls or Grandma Holbrook? They have to really sit down and work this out. And again, I wrote, everything is just so open to interpretation. <laughs> I have an index card. Oh, thank God. Because I need facts, Jenny. I need data. Well, this is, I don't know what kind of facts you're looking for. It's not about the angles. Okay. okay. So um, I just have a little thing. What is a family Bible? So if you really? notice, Carolyn goes, we have oh, one. I have to go look in the Bible. Yes. So Bibles were sold in stores available for mail order catalogs and often sold by and offered by door to door salesmen. Even non religious families may have owned a family Bible. The major selling factor was the record or register section, usually located between the Old and New Testaments, which I thought was there we go. kinda hilarious. This is where families would record births, marriages, and deaths. The presentation page, usually located in the front of the Bible, also may have contained the names and family relationships. People also tucked obituaries, funeral cards. Marriage license, letters, etc. Turns out, like, family Bibles are, like, a major source for ge- uh, genealogists. Like, it's I believe a major that. source. A lot of them collect family Bibles, old family Bibles. We had one. Did we, was it written in, though? I don't remember yeah, that. It, yep, it was Ba's Bible. Huh. I yep. don't remember it. I mean, I remember the Bible. I don't remember it being written in. Of course you remember the Bible. But that's where people just wrote down. But again, you have no proof. Right. So, yeah, we had a Bible. I almost said, Mimi's, come at us with your pictures of your family Bibles, but they probably don't want to reveal that information publicly. No. No. Like mother's maiden name? (laughs) Why don't you just show us the covers? That doesn't sound very interesting. Okay. All right. Or tell us if you had one. Okay. (laughs) So where am I? Carolyn tries to pull out the old Bible. Only Albert has a gem because he's preparing to become an Ingalls. So I had a question, like, is our... Family trees, I should have did my index card on these, is our family trees, like, is that a, is that an exercise of genealogy? Yeah, I guess so. Only. As opposed to? Like, you could 
do a family tree for and put Albert in it, but if he's not the same genetic line, would you include him? I don't know. Like, I mean, is it they, a social construct or is it strictly they, about genetics? They took that kind of shit real serious. I think it's a social construct because a lot of times you include stepmothers. So in our family tree, for example, we would have mom and dad, but then dad branched off to his wife. Yeah. So I think it's a social construct. But I'm not, like, they take this kind of shit real literal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, clearly, they don't let this kid forget for one fucking second that he's a bastard. Like, if it's a practice of genealogy, that's scientific, right? Like that's... I don't think a family tree is scientific. So it's social. It came from, like, a social... I think. Yeah, okay. Well, then if it's, like, you know, this is our family history, then you would include adopted people or people not in right. the bloodline. Right. All right. So Charles heads... Oh, the best is Albert says he was tempted to make up some names to fuck with Nellie. Mm-hmm. Names like Washington, Lincoln... <laughs> No one's believing that. No one's going to believe that. Charles heads into the mercantile the next day, and Nels is covering for the post office. Yeah, Nels has a side gig. Mm -hmm. He tells Charles, there's a letter for you, just as Mrs. Olsen is being drowned out by the flooding water closet. Who cares? (laughs) No one cares. Charles is laughing, but stops dead when he reads the letter. Casio keyboard. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Ow, I just broke my nail. (laughs) Get it off the desk. Um. He heads home. It's dark out now, Jen. Where's he been? I don't know. I don't know. I think he says he's been working, but I don't know. It was weird. So he lies and tells Carolyn there's no mail yet. Then he heads out to pack up the team. Because, of course, Carolyn asks immediately if there's mail. Right, because they're waiting for the adoption to go through. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Because I'm like, why would she conveniently ask for mail? Right. So Carolyn sees through this bullshit immediately, and they take the drama to its proper place in the drama barn. (laughs) Charles tells her, there was mail. They found a man who claims to be Albert's father. Now, the next day, we see Charles heading into the county seat again to meet Judge Adams and Albert's father, whose name is Mr. Quinn, and again, played by the dude who played Stanley Novak, one of Doc Baker's first victims. Oh, my God. So Mr. Quinn has no paperwork. Or anything. Nothing. The verification is that he knows when and how the boy was dropped off. Yeah, which I feel like other people besides his parents could know. Yeah, like the headmaster knows that. Is he Albert's father? Anyone who worked there knew it. It's weird. This dude is a dick bag. (laughs) It's very, I feel like we've seen this before with, um, in the episode where Charles had the three puppies, but really they were the Mrs. Sanders Anderson's kids. kids. Yeah. And that couple want to adopt them to just get farm workers. Yep. So Quinn's like, is Albert strong? Can he work? He'll be good help for me at the farm. Good help don't come cheap these days. This guy's a pompous ass and there's no, thanks for taking care of the son I deserted. Yeah. None no. of that. I wouldn't say he's pompous. He's, he's just an ass. He's like a windbag. He is like a windbag. <laughs> like what a is a windbag? Like, I have to look that up. On You're just days. full of hot air. What is it? I know what it means, but, like, what's it based on? <laughs> like, what is a windbag? I don't know. So, Quinn is like, Charles is like, Albert is smart. He's doing so well in school. Quinn's like, I don't give a fuck Mm-mm. if he's smart. I need a mule. Mm-hmm. So, they start yelling at each other, and Quinn is like, you bring him down here and give him to me. I'm his papa. I'm his papa. I just wrote, this guy is a dope. This guy is a big dope. He's a big dope. (laughs) Charles is in tears. 
And Adam says, it doesn't matter. He has the law on his side. Mm. Right. Okay. So apparently. Now, this is a big scene. At home, Charles and Carolyn are raging against the law in the drama barn. <laughs> Charles is like, this guy just wants him for a farmhand. He doesn't love him. Carolyn's like, I hate the law. Fuck the law. Like, she's freaking out. Albert overhears <laughs> all of this. We, we also learned, though, in this episode that he's Albert Quinn. He is Albert Quinn. Yes, we did find that out. But Albert overhears all of this, and of course he runs away. Of course. <laughs> Later, guys, Charles finds him, and is smiling. Is like, guess what? I have awesome news. <laughs> so, we found your dad. <laughs> Albert already knows the whole fucking truth. Of course he does. So Albert asks what his name is. It's Jeremy Quinn. So his name is Albert Quinn. Yes. I like Albert the Bastard better. Yeah, me too. Charles is like, he wants you there tomorrow because he loves you so much. He's so awesome. And then Charles is about to break, you know, break into sobs. So he's just like, I love you so much. Bye. And just <laughs> runs away. <laughs> the next day, Albert is getting ready to leave and Laura is crying. Laura and shook. They, they shook. They say goodbye to each other. It's so sad, guys. We learn in this episode that Albert has been with them for over a year now. But we saw no winter. No, we never we see saw winter. No winter. We never see no. winter. Mm-mm. Probably because this was filmed in California. Exactly. And it's too expensive to make snow. <laughs> exactly. So this is so sad. They're sobbing. Oddly enough, we don't see a goodbye with Carolyn. No, we don't. Nope. nope. We just see Charles now taking Albert to the county seat. That's it. Like, Charles has to deliver this kid now. When they get there, Albert wants to see his father before he signs anything. Again, Albert is a genius with these street smarts. Oh my God. Charles is like, do you want me to come with you? Albert's like, no, no, no. I'm good. I got this. I'm good. I got this. So he goes upstairs to the courtroom and he finds Quinn. And Quinn is like, let me size you up, boy. Albert fakes that he's blind. <laughs> I totally forgot about this. I totally, fucking baller move. Oh my God. That was brilliant (laughs) this kid is fucking legit (laughs) he's like father father and he i would like to say he plays a better blind person than mary a more convincing blind person quinn is like um Um, i think he's just the angles not taking this on (laughs) so quinn is like i'm gonna go tell the angles i don't want you yeah in in real bizarre move then albert asks for a kiss goodbye well i think because I thought that was weird, too. But, like, he, he is actually meeting his father. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I feel like he's a little bit torn. We think. We don't know. It's we just think. some guy who knows when the baby was dropped off. Yep. He says nothing about his mother. He tells him nothing about his heritage. Nothing. Okay. So, Quinn tells Charles. And this this was brilliant. Because Albert knew. That Quinn's not going to go to Charles and say, I don't want him because he's blind. Right. Because then he's going to look like a bigger dick than he is. Yes. Yep. It was a stroke of genius. (laughs) It was fucking brilliant. (laughs) So he goes to Charles and he's like, I changed my mind. And Charles doesn't ask why. No, he's stunned. But Charles does say, how do I know you won't change your mind? And he goes, like the boy, you'll never see me again. Yeah. Okay. Well, so he's giving him a hint. But I also have a question: like, once you sign your rights away as a parent, do you can you get you them can't back? Get them back? No, Mm-mm. you're done. So Charles heads upstairs, and Albert says, "I guess you're stuck with me." And they hug and cry. 
And then they travel home at what speed, Jen? Scoop speed? Oh, it is scoop <laughs> speed. Can I just say that I would like to formally change Albert's name from Albert the Bastard to Albert the Fixer? He's, he fixed he's, this. He's he fixed something this. else, man. He fixed this. And he never tells Charles what he did. Nope. Nope. So they go home at scoop speed, and the whole family runs out, and Laura voiceover from that day on, Albert would forever be in Ingalls. Now, we know Albert Ingalls did not exist in real life. Right. But this was nice. Can I just say that this was another moment in time when the fate of Mary's kid and Alice Garvey could have changed? <laughs> oh, like if he ended up going with the father? That's true. He right? There's so many, there there's so many the... points through time where they mm-hmm. could have been saved because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been around. So, Jenny, in the end, we never get a wrap-up with the water closet. No. Did, is it finished? Did Harriet use it? Do we care? That was the dumbest thing. I don't even know why that line was there. I don't know what was happening. It was filler. Jenny, whose fault is this? This is Nellie Olson's. No, this is Miss Wilder's fault. (gasps) Why? Because you don't give an assignment to write a family tree if you know you have an orphan in your class. (laughs) That's why. Come on. Come on. That's insensitive. Can I tell you as a a teacher how I would have handled it? How would you have handled it? Now, keep in mind, I teach adults in college. Okay. So I would have, knowing he's a bastard, because everybody knows everybody's business, <laughs> I would have asked him to stay after school one day, mm-hmm. and I would have told him the assignment was coming, mm-hmm. and I would have said, you know, I'd really like you to collaborate with Laura on this and get to know your new family. Okay. Then he wouldn't have been blindsided. She blindsided him. But the other kids made fun of him. Well, they're going to make fun of him no matter what. Every time a parent is mentioned, they're going to be like, you're a bastard. Don't forget. You're a bastard. Don't forget. <laughs> Good point. So I think that he, like, I care more about him than what the other kids are going to say. So I would just make sure he was not blindsided, which he was. Yes, he was. And that's why he had the psychedelic flashback. Especially if you're dealing with Albert the Fixer, because as long as he knows what's coming, he can figure it out. He can fix it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or a lesson or something we took from the original watching or something we noticed on the remake that has affected us in some way as Gen Xers. It's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we don't open our mail. <laughs> right? I'm a big donut. I'm a big not opener of my mail. I'll take it out of the mailbox. I'll look at it. But like, I don't open it. Okay, when have you gotten mail of anything significant? I did get something. What was it? Well, you just closed on a house. I so got that's I got like a $400 check from the closing. That was yeah, that's like something. Before a you but I almost your, didn't open it. Before you bought your house, do you get junk mail on a regular basis? Yes. I get junk mail constantly. It's constantly. always credit card offers. Constantly. <laughs> loans, credit card offers. Yeah. Yep. So, Jenny, I have, this is why we need to just trust kids sometimes. Like, it really bothers me to see a kid with no agency. And I felt like Albert had no agency in this situation. Like, he had to go with his father regardless. Yeah. And that bothers me. And I understand, like, that's a real precarious situation to be in because you don't know if it's a bad divorce, if one parent's bad-talking the other parent and swaying the kid in a way, whatever. But... This was so obvious. The judge yes. was sitting there observing the right. the interaction between the two fathers. But like, what was? What would have been the alternative? Like, the there's alternative. no law that's going to let the 
that's going to give that's going to take away your parental rights unless you've done something to lose them. No, but the judge could have tried to intervene. He could have said, "I'm going to let Albert make this decision." But he's a minor. It's not his decision to make. But I think at some point, that's what I'm saying. At some point, a kid needs agency over their own life. Yeah, but like that. So say Albert said, I want to stay with the Ingalls. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, like a judge can't take away his father's right to be his father. I think a judge can if the kid wants well, if, to be an Ingalls. But don't you have to do something to like. I don't know. Get that right taken away? I don't know. Or or could the kid just say, I don't want to go? He could just place Albert in Charles' custody. He may not be able to make it legal, but he can just say, we're going to keep you in Charles' custody. Because, I mean, imagine the alternative, right? Like, playing devil's advocate. Like, imagine the alternative. Right. Your kid's 12, and they're hanging out at their crazy friend's house, and their parents are nuts, and they hate you because you're making them, like, do homework and stuff. And then they say they want to, the, that family says they want to adopt them. And you go to court and the judge places them with <laughs> with that, that family because they say they want to be there because they get to like eat junk food and watch TV all the time. Right. I First of all, I don't know if kids acted that way then. <laughs> no, but like, you know. Like, like a, as a, a judge, you have to make a, a judgment at some, the law governs 99% of what you do. But I think there's that 1% where you have to make a judgment. And anyone could see this was clear as day. That this guy just wanted Albert for a meal. I know, but like a, a judge also interprets the law. They don't make it up. Right. So I don't know what law would say that he they could just do that if there's no just cause. I don't know. Like if the father's not suspected to be abusive. Or... It just really bothered me. Like it really... But imagine that. Like if your kids went to live... Got adopted by... Like, what if my kid wanted to go live with Michelle Mudd? Yeah. Like, and they were just like, that's what we want to do, because that's fun, and you have no agency there. Yeah. It's scary. The law is scary. The law is scary. The law protects parents, but it also enables a lot of bad parenting. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to suss it out. Like, it's almost impossible to... You're never going to be right all the time. Right. You're going to get it wrong sometimes. There was a show, like, what happened to to Steven or who killed... I know my first name is Steven. No. Who killed Steven or something? It was on... Man. Hold on. Don't have the name Steven. Hold on. Probably it was on Netflix. Good advice. It was on Netflix and it was a story about all these social workers that should have stepped in to intervene with this kid, but they kept leaving him with the parents or whatever, and then he was murdered. Like, he was abused, 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 but they had no, like, law or no ability to take him away. So. Can we discuss that I watched the first episode of Lulu Row? Lula Rich. Lula Rich. Yeah, what'd you think? Lulu Row's the brand, right? Yeah, what'd you think? Oh, my God. Those people are crazy that run it. Aren't they? They're so fucking <sighs> cocky. They're like, yeah, we'll be well, on this in this documentary. We did nothing wrong. Tell our story. The best though is when they're like, the the kid, the son is like, they wanted to share this with us, and no, they didn't. They didn't want to pay a VP of marketing, right? <laughs> Which is right. expensive. Like all those like C level jobs yes. are very expensive. Like you would pay a lot of money for a VP. It of marketing. would be like you starting a company, a very successful company, and just put me in charge of finance. Yeah, and like paying you a minimum wage. <laughs> How about, did you get to the part yet where they just had a Google Doc? 
No. Oh, they ran the whole company just off a of Google Doc. That wow. 10 people were in at one time and things were changing as you were doing it. Wow. <laughs> so they didn't have like a supply no, chain. Jenny, management. it is going to set you off when they get to the Google <sighs> Doc. You're just going to. That's incredible. I do have another um, recommendation. That is hmm. Midnight Mass on Netflix. Just started watching it. The aesthetic of it is really nice. It's set, um, it's supposed to be set on an island. In reality, it's a part of or a little island off of Vancouver, British Columbia. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. And it's it's about like it's kind of horror-y. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a mysterious priest. I don't want to give too much away, but it's really good. The music is really good, and the the writing's pretty strong. Um, also, I want to tell you that Roy Kent, your hero, mm-hmm. has a podcast. Oh, really? Yes, Brett Goldstein. Like as Roy Kent? Name? No, Brett Goldstein. <laughs> that would be well, that would be amazing. It's called like movies to be buried with or something. But... Yeah, but I don't like him. I like Roy Kent. I know. I know. Like he's fine. He but, needs like, to I do like it Roy as Kent. Roy Kent. Like, yeah. what's his name? Will Ferrell did that for a little while. He did a podcast as. His Anchorman character. Ron Burgundy? Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, God. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mine, too. All right, Jane, why don't you tell us what is coming up? I'm going to say this real slow because she's not ready. What ready. is coming up next? We're going to do season six, episode four. Are we? The th- yeah, I think so. Okay. Third Miracle. Ooh. How do you feel about that name, Amy? <laughs> Not great. <laughs> the description reads, during a trip to a teaching award ceremony in Minneapolis, the stagecoach that Adam, Mary, and a pregnant woman named Marge are riding in is involved in an accident. I remember this. Mary's the only one who can free herself and is left to rely on her wits to find help. I remember this. I remember so much of the later seasons. They must be the ones that get played more frequently in syndication. Or we were just older when we watched them. We no, because we didn't watch better. it in real time. I would have only been two when this was happening. No, but I mean, like, we watched it in order when we watched it. They don't run syndication in order. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, how can they run this out of order? They don't run syndication in order. That's a lie. That's a lie. I don't believe no, it. No, it's true. Guys, come at her. Oh, no. I worked this for a TV true. station. They do not run syndication in order. Oh, now like we're Googling it. Now we're Googling it. I hate you so much. I just want to come through that screen and punch you. Well, I didn't watch these out of order. There's no way I watched them out of order. Syndicators have the right to program least episodes in whatever order they please, but sometimes they will follow the cr- chronology, especially if the show has never been syndicated before. So maybe the first syndication of it was in order. We would have seen the first syndication. It's not now. It was in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still kind of right, though. They don't run syndication in order. They don't have to. And a lot of them don't. That makes no fucking sense. Like What's every, the longest? Like Everybody Loves Raymond, we would run episode 501 and the next day episode 307. Like, it would make no sense. What's the longest running TV show in syndication? Oh, I know this. Hold on. The Simpsons is the longest running show. Yep. The longest running show in syndication. MASH? Nope. I don't know what. Sesame Street. 
Is that in syndication, technically? Still. Okay. All right. They're not putting out new episodes? They are, but they're still running the old season. Okay. All right. Simpsons First, is on, like, episode 25, or season 25. There's 4,800 episodes of Sesame Street. Wow. Yeah. Number two is the 700 Club. Okay, can we talk about the 700 oh God, Club fucking hate and how I used so to like it when I was a kid? You liked it? Jenny, I think I was being brainwashed. You think? I was watching the 700 Club and listening to Smuggler's Blues. Okay, I don't see how those two things are connected. Yeah. That, I would see that on the TV guide mm-hmm. and I would just panic because I hated it so much. I would watch him. Oh, I hated it. It was so bad. Yeah. All right. Um, so, guys, if you're interested in hearing more of what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Also, join our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees, and you can follow us on Instagram at Gen X, this is Y. Um, all of that is in our show notes, or you can go to our website, GenXThisIsWhy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.